Welcome back, everybody listening to the Vobis Dude podcast. I'm here today with Steve Shimchik. He's been on before. He's he's also been a part of Vobis Dude in like blog form, I think, as well in other formats. So I'm sure you're all quite familiar. Welcome back, Steve. <laughs> Good to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So you recently just returned from a trip to Italy. Is that correct? Yeah. And as my friends and family know, I've been saying, man, I wish I was still there, you know, a bit longer, another month or something like that. Yeah. I visited with my sister. We had a, a family, uh, family member's wedding that we went to. And so then from there, I explored all around. And, and I'd been just before you and I met freshman year of college for you listeners out there. This is how far back Mike and I go, 2011. I had, I had just visited Italy then. And so I went back to a lot of the same places I went and uh, visited some of those old friends that I've kept in touch with. And uh, I also went to Paris for a couple of days where I have an old roommate uh, who's from there. And so, yeah, I just got back a couple of days ago. I'm, I'm currently house sitting in, in New York, in Brooklyn, but uh, still living officially in New Jersey. Okay. Okay. So... Okay, so are you Italian, by the way? I never no. asked. Okay. No, and, and despite I had some some decent pronunciation when I was out there, but I still I don't look Italian enough to really uh, trick anybody into thinking that okay. like oh this is a real Italian here I'm speaking with. So, so you can you can get by. You can speak. Fluently? Uh, not I'm not fluent. Uh, I, I took Spanish in high school, so thankfully there is some overlap at least okay. for understanding some words. And then I was mostly translating like on the fly with an app. And then, you know, I, after a couple of weeks, I did pick up a little bit more, but I would love to be there for a while and really just, you know, as you know, from someone who's traveled and stayed international, the immersion yeah, yeah. that would come with that. It's um, so different. I mean, it's yeah. different people, Di- different views yeah. on things uh, and, and the food. I mean, I have to ask about the food. Like, did, did you have any perceptions of Italian food from Italian American American cuisine that you like brought over and tested out over there? I mean, thankfully for me, because of the first time I went, I mean, it was right out of high school. It, there was a foreign exchange student who came to my high school who mm-hmm. we became friends and he invited my friend and I to, to visit for a couple of weeks. So that was back in 2011. And that was when I was really picky with food too. Okay, so, you know, in high school, I was super picky. Going into college, I was still pretty picky. But at least in the last 11 years, I've, you know, developed more of a palate. I'm not like a mm-hmm. critic or anything, but I definitely would eat more foods than I used to. Like, uh, I don't know, I had escargot in Paris for the first time. So okay. that's like a, that's a thing. That's it's fancy. To, that's a thing it's, to do. It's different. Yeah. It was, it was good. But overall, I mean, I already knew the type of pizza that is offered in Italy. And I was just, you know, pizza, pasta, whatever, whatever you got, I'll eat it over there. So. Maybe for the listeners, I'm sure there's might be a, an Italian or two listening. Um, what what cities did you visit? What places yeah. did you go to? So we started in Rome. This wedding was in Cortona, which is in Tuscany. Um, and I'm a big fan. I, I guess this is actually pretty pre medieval times. Mm-hmm. This particular city, but I'm a big fan of medieval anything. So okay. going around Italy, and thankfully there's some old castles and fortresses and all that kind of stuff, which I love. Um, but also we went to Pompeii. So obviously a whole lot of history there, Pompeii and, and uh, Herculaneum or Ercolano, which is like another of this, one of the other cities they discovered, which I guess this, the reasoning is because it was closer to the shoreline. It was 
buried even more intact than Pompeii. So when you go around there, it's even more of a, you know, city that you can walk around and less ruins and more like, oh, this is a full three floor house or something like that. But anyway, yeah, we went to Priano on the Amalfi Coast and uh, Venice for a couple of days, Bologna, met up with an old friend Reggio Emilia, which is the little town that I stayed in in 2011, and then Paris, and then this uh, town called Arona, which is on the lake near... Yeah, Arona, or Arona or Verona? Arona. Uh, Arona. But oh, Arona. I did look into going to Ver- Verona, but I decided uh, not to this time around. But. Okay, yeah. You should check that place out. It's pretty cool. I went there, uh, Verona. That's few... the Shakespearean uh, yes, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, I walked by the, the balcony where yeah. Shakespeare wrote about it, but I don't know if it was real, but you know, it, it looked like fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I was reading into that and, uh, I thought, yeah, one of these days. Yeah. And the, and the last trip I'd also gone to Florence and Pisa and Siena and a bunch of places, but, oh, mm-hmm. I also went to, uh, actually you, fun fact, small world okay. moment. Tell us, you, tell us. You, you might've seen, but, but you remember, uh. Catherine Barbetta from uh, yes, yes, from Nicholas yes. Hall. So for our listeners here, our friend Catherine or Katie uh, from freshman year of college, she now lives in Italy. And so uh, she reached out to one of my posts and uh, when we realized that she was in Italy and I was in Italy, so I uh-huh. went to visit her um, and she lives sick. Uh, in a town near the, uh, near the, I guess it's not the ocean on that side. Is it just a ac one of the seas but it was a beautiful short uh-huh. town um so yeah it was one of those small world moments where i hadn't seen her in 11 years and so that's crazy um yeah <laughs> yeah people moving around it's, it's really nice though because maybe you know eventually hopefully you'll have like friends in different cities around the world and then you could go yeah especially well, especially with the music i mean if you have people listening in different places i would say yeah i mean thankfully because of music I, I do have that. And, and just because of social media in general, and then when you start traveling somewhere, like during this Italy trip, you know, I made new friends from, from Australia and mm-hmm. I've already wanted to go to Australia and I have some friends there, but I now I nice. made, made some friends who are from Sydney and like, you know, you just keep expanding that, that international uh, network, I guess. And, and so for you, like you're, he's still in, in Germany or you're. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Same. Same, same, same. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm still living here. You got the nice natural light and everything. And <laughs> natural uh, light and window. It's super bright. It's actually like warmer than usual this, this week or so. But yeah, I actually just left my job, but I'm, so I'm like, hey. I'm feeling elated, feeling some freedom, um, if you will. Yeah. I'm going to start working in September in a new job, but I, I sort of have a freedom summer lined up. So I'm very excited That's awesome about that. Yeah. So what's, uh, is the new job up for discussion or is that a yeah, yeah. It's, hush, um, hush? It's not that hush, hush. I mean, I'm going to be doing marketing stuff for a renewable energy um, organization. Yeah, I'll be working in solar. So it's closer to what I studied originally compared to what I, w- I was currently doing. Yeah, I, I got to say, like, I don't know why, but it's it feels more liberating um, quitting a job than it does signing on to a new one. <laughs> I mean, I had, yeah, between this trip and, and just everything else coming back and being like, wow, it, it's a little more back to reality now, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> thankfully for, I mean, hopefully for you, you can yeah use these months and, and do some travel and relax and all that kind of stuff. 
That's exciting though. I mean, it's nice to hear that it's kind of full circle with, with what you've done and getting back into between this industry now with renewable energy and yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Just, just like the sun, you know, it's full circle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Talking about circles, I want to bring it back um, for a second to, to your travels. So you, you went to a lot of romantic cities. Did you, did you find love either <laughs> find love for the food, the culture? Did you meet anyone interesting? Uh, I would say, I mean, yes, yeah, certainly for the, I mean, the food, the culture, the, the pace of the culture is just so like, it's, it's just great. I mean, and, and a friend of ours was telling us a story that I guess they had been, someone was like rushing, you know, to, to get their food or something like that. Uh-huh. And someone told them like, Hey, like the waiter or somebody said like, you're on vacation. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're, and uh, like already you have the speed of Italian culture where, you know, food comes out when it comes out, you're just chilling, you're after the meal, you're supposed mm-hmm. to just hang out and everything. I don't know. And I, I really appreciated that, especially being always in New Jersey or New York and, and just the fast paced oh, yeah. life there. So, and if I, if I developed a love even more than it was, it was just for the pace and of course the food I already loved and. I tried to see as many sunrises and sunsets as I could. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's uh, this special, those special moments. Yeah. That make me want to just go back and stay there. And I've been joking like, Oh, just find a place with a piano for a couple months. One oh, of these years, you know, not, not immediately anything like that, but get, get some nice. Uh, I mean, I felt the same way in California though, when I visited okay. there for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I, like, I remember you telling me. I was, yeah. If I could just get a, a, a place on the coast with a piano for a month or two and just see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I would take that. If anyone has any piano places anywhere in the world, I would take that (laughs) opportunity to be honest. That sounds like a good offer, like free rent and a piano. Yeah. Um, Do do whatever you want there. That's it. You've been, I mean, given that you're in Germany, like you've been hopping around a bit in your time, like, because things are so, so much closer. Yeah, I mean, during COVID times, it was it was harder to travel. But like this yeah. summer, I will for sure be bouncing around a little bit, do a couple of things. I'll go to the UK, see a friend in Portugal, and I'll also go to the Netherlands. Nice. Yeah, I've traveled a bit, but not as much as I probably would have originally wanted to. I, I will say regarding travel, the most embarrassing thing for me is like when people ask me about things, I'm and um, I had to point on a map to where, where I've been or what yeah. I've been doing. It, it is challenging because geography has never been my strong point. And then it also kind of reinforces this American stereotype of uh, poor geography <laughs> skills. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've definitely gotten a bit better, but like going to Italy and realizing how close everything is. Oh, yeah. And for instance, when I, when I went to Paris, I mean, one fun moment was that well, fun slash, I didn't really, I wasn't super helpful, but uh-huh. there was a couple that passed me and they said, uh, they were talking to me in French and I don't speak any French. Like, I, mm-hmm. unfortunately my, my, my roommate, the friend who I visited, like he teaches French and I really should have oh, uh, really should have practiced with him when I lived with him. But so I ended up saying, no, like, uh, just sweet American, I guess like <laughs> I'm an American. And they said, yeah. Oh, you're American. Like, uh, turns out this couple was Italian. So I had enough between our, between like their broken English and my broken Italian. Like I was able to get them to where they wanted to go, which was some di- uh, restaurant that I had just walked past actually. Hmm. And so we walked in there and then they asked if I wanted to drink with them. So I was like, sure. Okay. Like that. Nice. No, those, those little, those little moments are always so nice. Um, That's cool. When that kind of thing happens. But 
but going to Paris, I was realizing it's like a three hour train to the Netherlands where I have an old friend too. And mm -hmm. didn't plan it this time around because I would have liked to have like a full week in the Netherlands versus just mm -hmm. going for a day or two. But comparing that to here where it's like, all right, you can take a three hour train in New Jersey. Okay. You, you get to like Washington DC or, you know, with, a, with a delay, you'll get to New York. <laughs> with a delay, you'll get to New York. Yeah. And, and for anyone who doesn't know, like New Jersey top to bottom is about a three hour drive. Yeah. It's three and a half, I guess. And then going around Italy. And I just had to keep remembering that like jump between all these cities, one, Italians go to Rome as, as if, you know, as Americans go into New York, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's like, so the, it's not only international tourists in these places. And I don't know, but one thing I was really jealous of even back, I mean, for a while is just, I think the importance that Europe places on travel for, especially for, I guess, high school and like early college students, right? Mm -hmm. Because you get the train pass that they have that deal for students yeah, yeah, it's much um, for like the one year and travel and the lap year between college and Erasmus program mm -hmm. there that like that, it seems like that opportunity, you know, that, that people have done that and they, you get so much more cultural experience. And I think if, if a lot it's of cool. America had that type of thing and, you know, and, and if you, if it was easier to get out to a place other than, I guess, Canada and Mexico, mm -hmm. um, you know, is all the, the culture that you can experience within the different European uh, countries. It's <laughs> we, maybe we I'm have wrong, like, but it feels like it's it's. Uh, we have know, like better. Philly and Boston, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is yeah, cool. I, which is cool. It's cool. Yeah, I, I think for me, you know, I I love a lot about the U.S. and my my time here. But every time I'm out of the country, I just want to stay there longer. And then you meet the people who live there who are like from a small town in Italy who are like, you're from close to New York. Like I want to go to New York, you yeah. know? And I, I would love to, you know, I can see how it's a flip where anywhere you are for so long, mm -hmm. you want to mix it up a little bit, but um, something just, and the history too, like the, our yeah. oldest stuff here, I was telling your friend yesterday, you know, with Philadelphia, it's like, okay, revolutionary. 200, 200 years. Yeah. Maybe? It's a yeah. couple hundred years. And, and then you go and you're just walking past old churches from like, you know, yeah. a thousand, twelve, twelve hundred, and then I don't know yeah. the streets, the, the this bar, this restaurant. I love that. So, it's it's a different yeah time scale, especially in terms of history. I had an apartment building where like one window I couldn't really touch because it was like a it was like an artifact, and like the city owned that window, so I just like <laughs> stayed away from it. I didn't want to bump into it or break it, um, knowing yep. me. Yeah, yeah, it's different, and and little little things in society are different. Um, like like you said, especially the pace coming out of out of high school. You know, the next step in the U.S. is like go to college and then start working at your job right away. Yeah. But I, I think you don't have to do that necessarily, and most people don't even see that as an alternative way off of their path. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people end up like like me, you know, like go exploring later on, you know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what I know, well, a lot of um, Italians I was speaking with, they were saying or always made a note about how, you know, how high American salaries are compared. Mm -hmm. You know, now I know for a lot of Europe, like tipping isn't common, mostly mm -hmm. because people tend to get paid enough that that covers that, right? That's yeah, the that usually situation. Yeah. yeah. So, but just the the, the 
as everyone knows with America, where it's like, yeah, you're making a salary, you're making your, your money. And that's, that's the life. And I think you do miss a lot of that. Um, you know, just the, the more peaceful moments where you're just spending that three hour, like relaxed dinner and hanging out and you're not stressed about this and that. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't want to sound like, Oh, I'm that guy who traveled there for three, three weeks. And just, uh, <laughs> it's so it much better there. Right. Yeah. It's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, there's, it's there's different. stuff I it's like different. here too. You know, I, I appreciate that uh, here in the U.S. it's much easier to just get water everywhere. You know, that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a big thing. I'm like, I drink Public so much water here. That's so weird. Restrooms. Yeah, Got, having to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, although in Paris, I know the Paris was cool. This is my first time there, and I didn't really. I mean, it's, it was closer to New York, right? Cause it's a bigger city. And then, so in that, mm-hmm. in that style, like, you know, there's a lot more going on, but I think the, the subways were, we, we rode one, my friend and I, that was completely uh, conductorless, driverless, I guess. And so oh, it was just all okay. automated with, and they also have on the subway tracks, they have the glass panels. So you can't go mm-hmm. onto the tracks, which, yeah. And I know, I know it takes a whole <laughs> lot of work, and isn't isn't something that is going to be implemented here, but the train just seems so smooth. All the Italian trains, man, they were so smooth. <laughs> and but also in Paris, they had these uh, like fancy uh, bathrooms every so often. That okay. there's like a button you press to get in. It's one person button you press to get in. You do your thing. You come back out, and then it like cleans it. It has like a cleaning. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of yeah. something, something and, like and, this. And then. So I almost went in right after someone and my friend was like, no, no, you got to wait until it cleans it. Cause like, it'll close the door again. Then the cleaning session starts and then you can go in. Cause otherwise you're like in there while it's like cleaning. Oh, and doing all and then you get a free shower. <laughs> a free shower. Yeah. But it just seemed like a pretty unique thing that I was surprised. Um, I guess it, fe- it felt futuristic to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I'm sure like it's just the norm and, but we don't really have anything like that over here. So. I think in the States, like infrastructure like that just takes forever to build. And then our society in the States is more um, integrated around cars. Like you need a car yes, in most places sure. to, to do stuff. I was just reading that Jersey City here. It's uh, well, it's in New Jersey for anyone who doesn't know, but mm-hmm. they have been trying to hype up bike culture a lot more. And they've just started, they've had bike paths, but now they're adding like the um, concrete, dividers between the road and the mm-hmm. and the bike path to at least add some more safety and then once they do that i'd imagine long-term plan would be to have concrete that's actually like drilled into the ground and, and secured that way so the next step but it is um it's kind of uh, always just crazy to see how how nice it could be to have more bikes and oh yeah i think i went to what which city was I in that it was like known as the bike, the cycling capital of Italy or something like that. Um, I'm blanking on it now, but I went to one of these cities and I was just okay. looking at it on Wikipedia and it was like, yeah, known as the cycling city, like known as, a, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And everyone else has a, you know, moped or a, uh, which I would never ride on by myself. Why not? Uh, it's a, it's not like a motorcycle. It's much easier, much more easy to control. It's called, I think it's, some people call it a Vespa too. A Vespa. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. I think it's, it's less about me. And I feel the same way even driving. Like I don't drive that much in the U S I don't have a car, but 
when I do, it's, it's usually like, I'm, I'm okay with my driving. It's the other people that oh, yeah. I don't trust. And, and I think for me in Italy, it would be a bit of a mix because people go so fast around some of these small road bends and the hills and whatever areas. And this area of uh, Priano, like on the Amalfi coast that my sister and I went to, they're just whipping around these turns around the coast so quick. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, ah, I, I feel safer on foot. At least I can like get yeah. where I need to go. And as long as I'm looking both ways. Yeah, you can go pretty fast on, on one of these things for sure. Yeah. Like maybe if it was a countryside, like open road, a lot of space. Sure. Mm-hmm. But some of these little towns where it's just like one way traffic. Like, have you seen Master of None? The show I've Master seen some, some episodes. I don't, I okay. don't think I'm up to date, but I've seen, seen a couple. Well, there, there's a scene when the couple of characters try to go through a uh, a small Italian street in their like mm-hmm. little, they have like a little Fiat or something and they get stuck between the, you know, cause they just can't make the turn. Um, and that's okay. just like, I'm like, how do you, some of these cars do it? You know, it's just, you gotta know the streets. I think you gotta know the streets. Yeah. You might get stuck somewhere. Yes. <laughs> it's very awkward. Speaking of Al Mafi coast, did you see a million like, instagrammers posing over there like what's what's it like is it crowded with tourists you know I, well i think we were there just before like it, it hasn't been peak season yet okay. for, for tourists and i think Briano isn't as popular as amalfi itself um it's kind of in between stop where like you might not mm-hmm. stay there for a couple of days but it didn't seem like like there were definitely some american tourists there were some spots and and now like in, thanks to instagram and you know reading my algorithm stuff and mm-hmm. determining everything while i was there i started seeing those posts of like the uh what you expect or what the reality where they have an mm-hmm. influencer who's at some scenic spot and it looks so it's just them but then the reality is there's a million people like you're saying that are just there waiting to take their sh- their photo <laughs> at the same spot we didn't really go to any spot like that thankfully uh That's good. and That's I, good. I always try to avoid it like the uh w- what i would like to do next time now, I'm not much of a hiker, but okay. I always like to just walk and ex- explore. And there's this thing called the uh, Path of Gods, which is a trail that runs basically between, I guess, Amalfi and such Priano and Positano, which is this other spot there. And to get there, though, from, from Priano, you have to go up like an hour and a half of steps, like just built into mm-hmm. the, the hill. So I did that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get to this path of gods. It sounds cool. Like, I'm going to, of course, any, it's called the path of gods. Like, what am I going to do? Not walk at this path of really? gods? Yeah. Longer? But then after like an hour and a half of going up these steps, then it says like, yeah, you're an hour and a half away from the path of gods. Or like, <laughs> you, you're the path of gods is an hour later. That's and a prelude, yeah. Yeah. And then when you get up to it, it's actually just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a trail, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's not super clear which way to go. And I had uh, to get back down for like dinner plans. And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna have to save this because it seems like most people, they make it like a three-day trip. They hike around the path of gods. They stay in this other little town and they do it right, like actual hikers. You, <laughs> you I, wanted to do a speed run of the path of gods. I wanted to do a speed run, yeah, yep. Um, and yeah, there, there I was with like canvas sneakers and uh, a book bag that was running out of water. And I had like a bag of chips and I was like, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> like I went up to this little area and there's a church and there was one guy up there who was like selling some uh, refreshments and stuff. But it was very like, I had to translate and ask him if he had like, cause he had, he had like water and potato chips. 
And I was like, do you have like a granola bar or anything like that? Like anything with some protein, you know? And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's just potato chips. But, but that guy does the hike, I guess, every day. He, because his job is just like selling some refreshments out of this church. And I was like, right, if this guy can do it, he's just there with his dog and chilling. And, and he says, yeah, that's the way to the path of gods. So I go up for a couple minutes and I have just, just, just to turn back because it's like, this is, this is too much for me. Um, <laughs> but next time I'm going to be prepared and I'm going to, I'm going to do that. The amount of walking like that's just done in many countries out here is, it's something I had to get used to. I complained so much. I mean, I still complain, but I really could well, not did you have a car like, did you drive much growing up? Um, yeah. And I, so I grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey uh, for people yeah. listening and yeah, I would just drive around town, go to other towns, but wouldn't drive that much, but really to get yeah. around anywhere growing up, I had to like hop in the car, go there, get yeah. groceries, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's true. I mean, yeah, it really wasn't until New Brunswick that I started just walking around everywhere. And then with house and I went to New York, I figured when I was in college, like, oh, I'm going to move to New York afterwards. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to get a car. And I always just love just the flexibility and the, I guess the independence of just walking into New York and well, not walking into New York. That's what Elf did. Um, <laughs> walking, I know walking you onto see the yourself train. Self as Elf, but <laughs> walking onto the train in getting into New York and then just walking around and doing all that. But I did, I like that with, with pretty much like the trains in Italy to be honest, they, they connect the country way better than even New Jersey. NJ Transit, but like once you get down to like South Jersey, you, trains don't really just connect. No, it's, places, it's hard. So. It's hard to get around by train. Yeah. Um, but then walking around, yeah, it was probably at like, I don't know, 20 to 25,000 steps a day or something, which which is more than, than usual by probably 15, 10,000. 10, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really measure my steps that often. I don't know what I was doing last. I was, I was just walking around the park last week and it was like way more than I was used to. I was exhausted the next day, but, but uh, yeah. Well, so like, what's, what's your typical outside of work? What would you say is your typical, mm-hmm. like uh, routine free or? time or routine? Yeah. Walking around the park, like just exploring um, still or generally like my routine is going to change quite a bit in the next two months since I'm not working, but I would, um, wake up, I either do some exercise or I go to like a martial arts gym, do some training. And then I'll do, I'll go to work, come back. And then it's like, I make dinner and then it's like almost bedtime. But, but outside of that, like for free time, I'll go for hikes. I'll hang out with my girlfriend we'll go to a bar, get some food. I'm pretty, pretty relaxed now. Pretty. I, I'm like an old man from time to time. Like I have, I like going to bed early. I have no problem like leaving the bar or any parties or yeah, whatever yeah. Um, to go get some extra sleep. So especially I, I if you're getting yeah. up early, the way that sounds like you are. Yeah, like, you're getting I mean, up early to exercise. So yeah, you need that sleep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, things will change now. I don't know what's going to happen now, but I mean, I'll I'll engage in some of this like podcasting stuff. I'm working on like a a little film project with my girlfriend, and I'll be doing some travel. So. Maybe, maybe you'll see a different routine from me in the next few weeks, but um, yeah, that's, that's how I'm doing right now. Yeah. There there was something for, for Italy where like one dinner wasn't often until like eight, nine, nine 30. Oh, that would kill me. (laughs) And yeah, I just started getting into a good routine over here of like, all right, well, you really shouldn't eat before a couple hours before bed. So like 
I'm going to try to eat dinner by like seven and not eat anything else or yeah. like eight, you know, just like not eat anything else by then. But then in Italy, of course, it's like, all right, I'm having pizza at 10 p.m. And, and people are hanging out and it's just so nice. And what I really love that I wish we had more often, um, at least like growing up also in a New Jersey suburb where, yeah, you needed a car to get around. There really wasn't like a town square or anything like that. Yeah. And that's all like every place has their little square, the little piazza, I guess. And you meet up there and that's just uh, like we have our the main street little stretches it's like meet at my house come to my house basically. yeah come to my house <laughs> but everyone was like a lot of those nights i think i was out until 2 a.m just walking around exploring and sometimes just sitting at a, at a bar or something like that and it's it's nice to let, let go of of a schedule or like mm -hmm. set time time uh timetables i i'm looking forward to doing more of that and i'm, I'm slowly doing more and more of that um i yeah. i do have this thing where i love being on time like i don't like being too early or too late i love being like exactly on the dot so i'm gonna have to like let go of this quite a bit you know that's what i thought was like a german thing and i had a friend who was when i was talking about the trains and they were in germany and they said uh ah oh, like german trains though they are always late and i thought oh well, i thought like germany is all about efficiency and like being on time right so like i figured they would be yeah. pretty accurate but are they late it's awesome. it can be kind of a myth this german efficiency thing they what they love more is a uh, bureaucracy okay so that that comes into play when you're like doing your forms for an apartment banking yeah, statements okay. blah yeah. blah blah trains like okay compared to new york new jersey standards they're pretty good but um out here like yeah there are are some delays and things like depending and and the price of traveling within germany is quite high relative to other european uh, countries but um it's it's not too bad yeah there was a uh, i guess a couple maybe a week ago there was a strike like a worker mm -hmm. strike at penn station here which okay for anyone who doesn't know penn station is new york's i mean it's probably biggest station compared like that and grand central station but it's very popular you take it to get between new jersey and new york and there was a strike like 10 p.m one night and so there were no trains going out of there that it's a tough just, time yeah yeah that, when that kind of thing happens i mean i wasn't back yet but it's uh, a headache for sure and i think i mean there were a lot of strikes around for i think taxis and some train stations in italy while i was there but mm -hmm. i just like missed them or it was like the milan airport when i already was flying back and they were saying oh we don't have any taxis because they're on strike and i was like wow okay well I'm flying back to New Jersey anyway. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Let me go. Yeah. Let me leave. Yeah. Speaking of like street interactions and things like this, I, I remember seeing you posting about some like conservatory or music school yeah. you walked by. Did you interact with any of the music scene? So, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, one of my goals anytime I'm traveling, of course, is to, like, I don't, I don't go crazy searching for them, but I would like to try to find a piano to play when I'm mm -hmm. around, right? You know, figure that's a nice creative moment to, to play. And I, I've been thinking about it, like, you know, piano for me is not something that I really, I have my own to take to shows, but usually you're playing whatever piano is in the place. And so it has that history with it, which is kind of cool. But so I ended up in Pizarro, where our friend Katie is, and realized that that was the uh, hometown of uh, Rossini, who is this, this uh, opera composer. Mm -hmm. And so I was walking around and just hearing all this practicing music, which sounded like, Nick, like being on Cook Douglas and going to the mm -hmm. music school 
at Rutgers, which was close to where Mike and I were. But so I walked around and uh, was like, all right, well, this, this sounds cool. Like maybe there's a, maybe I can play the piano here. And then I realized this is a conservatory, like kind of a conservatorio di Rossini or something like okay. the official Rossini conservatory. <laughs> yeah. And so I went in and I asked them like, oh, is this like a music school? And he says, oh, conservatory. And I'm just thinking, okay, no way. Like I haven't pl- practiced classical music in 11 years. Like mm-hmm. no way can I ask them if I can play the piano there. <laughs> uh, so I didn't bother, but then I looked for these other music schools uh, or they, they had some like music stores and one of them had all these nice pianos. No one else was in there. I asked politely if I could play. She said, no, <laughs> I should have, I should have offered to pay. Like, can I just pay you some money just to sit and play one of these for a bit? Were they like and really so nice I, pianos? Sorry. Well, they were, they were for sale. So I can okay, understand, okay. you know, if you don't know, like who I am, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't want a random person just coming by and banging on the keys, banging on the keys. Yeah. And so I didn't find one that I could play there. But in my last night in uh, Arona, I walked past a little store that was, I heard piano and I went in and it was just playing from a recording, but the guy said he had a piano upstairs. And so like, it's like a three floor art studio and there was a nice upright. And he said, Oh, do you play? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He said, Oh, would you like to play for a little bit? And so I just got to sit and play for like five, 10 minutes. I didn't, want to intrude and like turn it into a full thing but apparently they have concerts there and everything and so when i go back i will hope to coordinate something with him and maybe be able to play an actual uh, performance maybe maybe this could lead the way into a cold weather company european tour yeah well we are going <laughs> i was going to ask you when are you going to england because uh, we're going to be there in august um, yeah, I'm going to be, I think in two weeks in July, like middle, oh, okay. middle of July. Yeah. So we're, we're playing our first international tour, uh, outside of Canada. Um, we're going to be in Scotland and England in August for Sweet. about two weeks. And then I'll probably do some, some extra travel after that. But, um, yeah, we're very, very excited. We're, we'll be supporting the Bouchard brothers who are, okay. um, from Blue Oyster Cult, this older band, which anyone who grew up with like SNL, Saturday Night Live, you know the um, more cowbell sketch. Yes, and that's yes. The, the song from that is uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, which is a Blue Oyster Cult song. So there's a lot of little like <laughs> nostalgic cool. references. Yes. Um, yeah, so, so we're going to be supporting them for about 12 shows, I think. And then we'll be playing in Bristol with our friends, uh, Firewood Island, who um, that's great. Good, good friends of ours. And we met, we met through music probably seven years ago. And one of our first conversations was like, when are you coming to the U S and when are you coming to England? And we'll have to play together one day. And now we're finally playing together. So that's, that's going to be um, really cool. Yeah. It's been a, been a long time coming, but uh, yeah, we've, we've always felt our music would, you know, fit well with, with Europe and I think a lot of the music scenes there. And so For a lot sure. of the places in Italy didn't really have like, clear venues or you know aside from the the large like okay this is a large concert like i don't know harry styles or this or someone's mm-hmm. playing this there wasn't really like a sense of uh hey here are the local clubs for it's hard to find just, right for oh, indie bands wherever, yeah. yeah yeah and i asked around here and there but a lot of places or people said yeah we don't really have like we don't really have that we have like maybe a jazz bar or something mm-hmm. but but I'll keep keep searching, and yeah, yeah I one mean, day I, I ideally we play uh, play in Europe, play in you know Italy, uh, Germany, 
All I mean, kind of for Germany, I would say like Berlin, Hamburg, uh, even Munich, the, these mm -hmm. three places, definitely you'll, you'll be able to find the, find a venue for sure. I mean, UK def venues everywhere for, yeah, for yeah. Music. Yeah. I think for us, you know, we, we're definitely able to play in a mix of venues, right? We can do mm -hmm. the typical venue. We can do more like outdoor type of things. Like I, I found my sister and I were in Rome and we were looking, um, we were just walking, I think, down to the Coliseum from mm -hmm. where we were staying. We yeah. passed by this park and it looked like they were setting up for an event. So I asked them if there was a concert. I said, yeah, there's a concert at like, I don't know, 10 p.m. So we got back at 10 and there was this awesome uh, singer. And I guess she had a jazz, like jazz singer, Italian jazz singer. And so it was just one of those nice, fun musical moments where you just in this random park in Rome. And, and again, it wasn't like a, um, unfortunately for their, the crowd, like there was a good crowd, but it wasn't like packed, but it also, you could tell they were locals. Like this yeah. was some local summer series that they had. And, you know, maybe we can get those types of events when we're playing supporting for something like that. That'd be awesome. Um, I think so. Yeah. I, I think people will come by and uh, say hello. Yeah. And there was a friend's band too, that they're from Canada and they're on a European tour. But the same night that my sister and I got to Bologna, I saw on Instagram, they had just played in France and they were playing in Bologna that night in some like park. And so I ended up going and saw them, um, met him for the first time, our friend David and uh, saw his band. And there's just like one of these wild things where it's like, wow, like you're from Canada, I'm from New Jersey. And like, yeah. here, here I'm seeing your band in a park in Bologna. Um, Bands are touring like all over the place now. It's like, they're getting back it's out amazing. there. Yeah. yeah. It's the time. And they, they, I think this is their second or third European tour. So they, they knew what they were doing. But uh, that's, it is nice to see live music again. And even last night, I went to a friend's concert here in, in Brooklyn. So uh, just, just fun. It's still a little weird, you know, to be in a venue and be like, okay, this is a lot of people in a confined yeah. space. Okay. This is a thing. But they're, they're happening again and you know it's yeah it's are, good. are it's you good for us yeah i guess i was gonna ask if you're excited but obviously you know playing playing for crowds again it must be really really yeah fun right definitely i mean you know there was a certain certain uh, appeal for the live streams that we did and and loved that through the open mics we could connect with mm -hmm. these listeners internationally who aren't able to see us live and we're not able to play for them live but being able to play live you know, for the local audiences is, is still, you know, it's, there's something so special to back to. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we have our, since you not last book, I mean, I think the last time we had something was, was the, the cooking. Uh, yeah, it was, it was trip, cooking. Right? Yeah. So it was like, we did a podcast before that and then we did yeah. a, a cooking event. That was very yeah. different for me. Yeah. It was different for me too. I mean, I, I had done, I think one or two of them before that, but, mm -hmm. and I, I don't cook much anymore. But, um, <laughs> I, 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 I like scared to, you off, huh? <laughs> After that, no, nah, I mean it, it's just—I don't know. It's one of those things that I always look at. I'm like, oh, I'd love to cook more, and then like I follow New York Times cooking on Instagram as if uh -huh. that's gonna—that's gonna really do it. But also, now that I just spent like—you you think after spending like a lot of money and eating out for three weeks in Italy that you'd come back and be like. All right, now I need to cook for myself. <laughs> but the first thing I did, my first night back in uh, New Brunswick, guess guess what food I got? 
Are you going to say McDonald's? Think a little more like if you know, you know. Hansel and Gretel? Yeah, I know, but it's a, it's, a, it's a New Brunswick and Rutgers staple. Diesel and Dukes, the food trucks, the grease trucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's now just the. Okay, yeah, they've been torn yeah. down now. But yeah, yeah. But I did, I got a fat sandwich. Um, <laughs> here I was having like Italian uh, culinary masterpieces, which to me was like a six euro pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came back, and the first thing was, I'm going to get a fat sandwich. And I got a, a fat night, which basically fat sandwiches for anybody, they're cheese steaks typically with mozzarella. This one had mozzarella sticks, uh, marinara sauce, sweet potato fries. Cause I always get, my, my trick is I get Do sweet tell. potato fries instead of regular fries, thinking that sweet potato fries are healthier. Even though I Googled recently, if sweet potato fries are actually healthier than regular fries. They're very they're, filling. I mean, they're very filling, but I don't think they're actually healthier because you think like, oh, sweet potatoes, <laughs> they're, they're like good for you. They're sweet. But, but the fries themselves, you know, it's just kind of the same thing. So there's a difference that, that reminds me. I was in Verona and we were getting these. Not, I, it wouldn't be fair to call them ham sandwiches. They were like vi- like made with really good bread. And it's I like guess prosciutto. Yeah, and fine yeah. prosciutto. And yeah. and next to the, the menu, it was like it said, this is not a brooklyn cafe do we do not serve um sandwiches with two like more than one type of meat in it because it was like a, a thing Which so is, i guess americans were coming in like can you put this ham and this ham and this ham together and they were just getting very mad well that's funny because because like my my uh couple friends here will know that if we ever go to like wawa or some sandwich place i'll get the mm-hmm. italian yeah. which is salami ham and yeah, exactly. uh, one more meat <laughs> and and like okay now if you ask for an italian in italy of course it's going to be like well we only have one meat on we're all italian <laughs> over we're here, all, yeah. everything is italian yeah yeah i went to you could always tell like the real tourists that we're getting a cheeseburger or something at some of the places next to where i was sitting i'm like are you guys getting a cheeseburger but i did get my friend in paris was like half joking but half serious like you should try the mcdonald's here in paris it's, it's different it's different and so i went to mcdonald's in in paris just for like a snack and i ended up getting uh like mac, mac is macaron macaroon mac, mac, macaron macaron <laughs> yeah macaron. probably they, that's the dessert and at mcdonald's and and of course he's like so you got macarons from mcdonald's like that's where you went and he sent me, his friend is like a, a baker and they sent a list of all the best bakeries and stuff. And I didn't go to any of them <laughs> and I really should have. Um, and my last day, I had some downtime before meeting up with him again because he was working. And so I got like, I got my baguette. I got a, I got some wine mm-hmm. and like uh, a mixed thing of like sandwich meat and cheese and okay. some, uh, some pastries and then i went to the seine the the river there and i just sat and made my own like sandwiches and That's good. that was the I, I did enjoy paris but that was the day that i was like man i could get used to doing this like i only had a couple of days in paris and a lot of it felt more like being in new york and so walking and just sitting and doing that would be like wow you can drink in public and you can also like just yeah. sit and have a sandwich by the river here and like you can't really do that in New York. Like, yeah, you, you can you can drink in public, but you're not really supposed to. That's true. 
so. Some, someone will chase you i mean yeah you'll fight off fight off the pigeons and stuff in new york yeah you're <laughs> making a sandwich on the street well the same thing happened in paris i i gave a pigeon a piece of bread and then next i looked and there were six of them yeah that's that's like, your first shoot, mistake right? that was a bad idea and here they're gonna like mess me up and push me into the water or something like that yeah, you got to be aggressive. The, the city pigeons everywhere. There's those pigeons are like the most adaptable animal, maybe rats um, close second, but pigeons, yeah. they're the sky rats for sure. Does Germany have squirrels? Yeah, we got squirrels over here. We have red squirrels. And then there okay. are some, there are some American squirrels that I don't know, somebody brought over one day. They're, they're actually like an invasive species. The American ones, <laughs> the squirrels, the squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I had a friend who, uh, I mean, they, they came to visit from Australia recently. We were in Central Park, and they had never seen a squirrel before. And, you know, it's just one of those things you take for granted because we have millions of squirrels here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, geez. And then, yeah, I didn't really see, I mean, I saw a lot of birds in Italy. And other than that, like, not really, not really many animals. Dogs. Did, did you see anything um, really unusual for, for you, at least? Just in terms of like anything, um, anything memorable, perhaps. I think memorable. I don't. I don't know. I mean, or or will you take anything back with you, like philosophy wise, a way of say doing that something? I will. I'll say that I will, but like okay. knowing knowing me, will I really like? You know that the pace is the big thing, and and of course, spending the time to watch the sunset is something that. I mean, it's the romanticized thing that mm-hmm. even in the cities that I did that in, I was like the only one doing it because mm-hmm. the locals are so used to that, right? You know, they're used yeah. to those views. And for me, like the sunset and sunrise around, you know, we've just got so many buildings that it's like tough to mm-hmm. to get the same type of thing. So I don't know. I think t- I think making time for those types of things is most is, is something that. Um, I've connected most to and still taking the time to just sit and talk to people more. Okay. Um, Cause that connection obviously is still more than ever uh, apparent, right? Post COVID or mm-hmm. still in the in-between, I guess is like, yeah, people are still missing that connection and just being able to talk to someone in person again. And it's harder hard to yeah. do that. Yeah. It's, it's a, or you have to warm warm up kind of to get yeah, back yeah. into social interaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And just being out there and I don't know. I, I don't think I'd ever have enough time like being there because if I stayed for a month, I would come back and wish I stayed for two months. And it would just be that continuous, continuous thing. I don't, I don't think it's a place that I would get bored of, to be honest, Italy. Um, France, like I would love to travel around more than just Paris to get a full picture. And one day I will, but I think uh, Italy, and I was listening to all like the Italian music and, and Mm -hmm. one of my, I had an Airbnb host in Venice who was playing a song. So I Shazammed it. And it was from um, a movie called Cinema Paradiso, which uh, is a a movie I hadn't seen, but Mm -hmm the soundtrack is just wonderful. And so I was listening to that, like that was my soundtrack for the last week and a half, two weeks, where I was just on any, any train, I listened to that soundtrack like 30 times probably. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so, so musically, I think, I think I pulled a lot of inspiration from the type of classical, like classical piano, but also the, the classical strings that are used in a lot of that, like, I don't know, 40s to 60s Italian music. So we'll see where that ends up. Okay. <laughs> what comes of it. But uh, I, was, I was definitely looking for musical inspiration while I was out there too. And I think I think I, I think I got more from a um, instrumental side than lyrically. I think I was just drawn to a lot of the style there and everything. But cool, cool. So so we won't be hearing any opera from you any in in the next album. Something probably like this. not. Probably not. Probably not. But but it may be um, it, it more. Uh, more orchestral like I, i've been going in an orchestral direction for years more and more trying to add more strings and horns and and so i was listening to a lot of that type of stuff so i think if if not opera vocally or certainly not italian <laughs> words or anything i think creating some more uh, i don't know if bombastic is the word but yeah more and more orchestral type of stuff Okay. Something that cool. appeals to me while also having the stripped back, like one of my favorite composers is uh, Ludovico Ionati. So he's Italian. Okay. And when I met anyone who was like at a music store or knew some music, I asked them their favorite Italian composer. And a lot of people said, I know. Um, hmm. Or Inaudi. Inaudi. Yeah, how are you pronounce it for real? Okay, okay. But his, his stuff <laughs> is just, you know, most of it is just an instrumental piano. And that appeals to me a lot too, because you have that and then you have the, the juxtaposition of strings and horns and layers and all this crazy stuff. And then you strip it back and you just have piano. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where it comes, uh, what yeah. comes from it all. Send, send me the, the name later and I'll, I'll yeah, include yeah. it in the show notes. Um, yeah, cool. the, the artist. Um, wait, so before I, I let you go, can you remind anyone listening what the dates are of where and where you'll, you'll be this summer. Um, yeah, mu musically um, speaking. Right. So we'll start August. Um, well, first if anyone is around New York, New Jersey, East coast, us, like that's our home base. Um, but August 6th, let me check. Can you still hear me? I'm yeah, yeah I can still hear you. All right. So <laughs> August 9th, we'll be playing in Glasgow, Scotland. August okay. 10th, we'll be in Edinburgh um the 11th will be in blackpool the 12th will be in london 14th will be in uh Nuneaton in england Nuneaton, Nuneaton. okay i'll learn how to pronounce that by then before you perform for them yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh august 15th will be in hull and the 16th is a tbd 17th will be in newcastle 18th in stoke and 19th in bristol so that's gonna be fun that's yeah, we have all those dates posted on our website, coldweathercompany.com. Um, very excited about it. I mean, this is just, this is going to be our first opportunity to play in, in, uh, in London. Yeah. And, um, I played an open mic in Scotland when I visited in 2015, but this will be, <laughs> that was where, like they had some upright piano and so I played mm -hmm. a couple songs. So this will be the real deal actually playing. And, uh, I'm excited for you. I, I do have, um, before I let you go, I have one yeah, last question. Yeah, I'm in no question. rush. I was, I've been considering um, having some sort of musical intro for this podcast. What kind of music do you think would, would fit? Or what, what should I start looking for 
Um, oh, if I wanted question. to have a musical intro and maybe an outro and, um, and it may be a transition in case I'm hmm. ever sponsored by Squarespace or whatever. There you go, Squarespace <laughs> these, or these, um, some meal sponsors. prep uh, yeah, exactly. box, box meals. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, you know, what I like about your, I mean, your podcast and just your personality is the energy and the, the brightness. I mean, you have a bright room, but just, you know, you've always been just a good, good energy, like good vibes type of uh, person. So I think musically it would make sense for something bright and something kind of, kind of lead any, uh, like that, like, um, would be a good, a good one. I mean, you could do, you go the extra mile and figure out a song from the, the place where each guest is from at some that's, point that's hard and, work, and work that into it. Um, but I think for you, some, something, yeah, mellow acoustic, like, Sun summertimey kind of thing would be okay. nice. Um, I, but, I think I'll stick stay away from the acapella for now. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. Uh, I mean, you could do some something operatic and really, really draw uh-huh. people yeah. in. Okay, um, some Rossini, some uh, <laughs> something like that. There's a. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you give your uh, your listeners a, a poll or something. Like, ask them their favorite music and. Yeah, what they okay. would like to hear and uh you know making a nice little like that what i love about music is is uh the way it connects people and the community from that and the they just the being able to have conversations and mm-hmm. based on that like uh, one of the friends friends in pesaro when one of katie's friends he was playing music through a speaker while we were biking around yeah. and uh it was this french band uh, Le Imperatrice, who uh, I really love. And he's like, you know them? I'm like, yeah, I know them. You know them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then, you know, it's just one of those things where like, uh, here's this guy who's just from this beach town here and I'm from New Jersey. And we both know this French band and like, just listen it to that. It connects people, yeah. connects people. So I don't know, maybe you'll find that a bunch of listeners have something in common or um, okay. have some, some ideas. That's that, that's a good suggestion. Uh, I'll give it some more thought too, but uh I don't know. It's a fun way to, to make it a yeah, little maybe, community. Uh, maybe a poll is in, in order. Okay, folks. Well, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> now, now I'll have to explore, explore an intro outro for this podcast. People have suggested I have something, but I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'll do a few more and see how it yeah. goes. So, I so maybe by I, podcast 50 or 60, I don't know. Yeah. And when, when I had a podcast, uh, like I was doing one for the band for a bit. Mm-hmm beginning of covid and uh i stopped it just because it was another extra thing and but i was doing the the intro like we we had like a an instrumental of one of our songs but then i did this voiceover on top which is what a voiceover is um (laughs) i did a voiceover (laughs) and it took me always like 30 tries to get it because i kept hearing something that i didn't like and i just kept having to redo it and redo it and all it was was just saying like you know, this is the welcome to the podcast, and this is the thing, and here we go, and we're doing this. But it was like thirty takes. You know? Did you try to use your FM radio smooth? My uh, my smooth, my WRSU, voice, yeah. I, mean, I had, voice. I had a, a Rutgers radio show for ah. uh, seven semesters, so that was my. And I actually just met up with it was the James and Steve show, and I just saw James last night. My uh, you know, 
and he, he's someone who like if it weren't for music we, we wouldn't have met and wouldn't have been friends as long as we happened but yeah my my fm radio you're listening to <laughs> the james and steve show at rutgers radio 88.7 fm in that's New good Jersey. that's good all right I'll, I'll have to work on that too then okay wait so for the podcast <laughs> let's let's wrap up the podcast and then I'll, sure. I'll hold you on for a little bit yeah um okay so for people listening thank you for stopping by i'm gonna put all notes and links and stuff um, in the show notes. You'll hear this a few days after we're recording and um, speak to you soon. Bye, people. Bye. Thanks, Mike, for having me. Thanks, everybody.